Hello, welcome to Podcasting's Praxis. I'm David, and this week I am here with Ben. Hello. Jamie. Hi. Rob. Hey, yeah. And James. Hello. Uh, I should probably say I'm here on behalf of one of the other Jameses. I'm like the stunt James. <laughs> You're the stunt James. Yeah, I'm the stunt James. I'm, I'm here on behalf of another James who couldn't make it. All right, okay, I must have misheard that earlier. Okay. Um, Oh, fuck you, David. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you just, it's too easy. It was right there. It was right there. Oh, right. So let's let's get into the news for this week, shall we? It's been a while since we've done a news episode. We've been too busy talking about films and games and all such shit. So let's actually talk about some news. Do we have to? Are we starting we do have to. It's, it's been a while and we probably should. So we're going to go from talking about islands and colonialists and dinosaurs on islands to talking about an island full of dinosaur would-be colonialists. Is that about right? I mean, it's not often we need to segue one episode into the next, but yeah, that'll do. Oh, <laughs> you're, you're spicy tonight, David. <laughs> it's been a hard week. Right, let's start in one of the, the most benighted parts of these isles, Scotland. So, the Scottish Tories have picked a new leader. Were you aware that they needed a new leader? Because no one else was until about, what, four days ago? Yeah, that was really weird. He just upped and resigned after getting, like, a little bit of a tantrum um, during First Minister's questions, didn't he? I'm sorry, there's been... Wait, wait, wait. There's been a Tory Scottish leader between Ruth Davidson and now. Yeah, because I didn't know this either. Yeah, there has been. I mean, it's okay. Me and David are just terminally poisoned on Scottish politics, so we know this kind of irrelevant bullshit. <laughs> it just, just completely yeah. passed me by, really. Well, I mean, it would because the, the Scottish Tories did such a successful and, you know, root and branch rebrand from the Scottish Conservatives to the Ruth Davidson party for Ruth Davidson, um, and they somehow haven't really managed to shake that off um, to the point where the new guy um, is full-on and endorsements from Ruth Davidson and their campaign material still heavily feature Ruth Davidson. <laughs> can, I do a, can I do a quick test here, David? Yes. Okay, so, David, you don't answer because I know you know the answers to these questions, but for everyone else, um, up until like four days ago, I want to ask who was the leader of Scottish Labour? Kezia Dugdale. <laughs> Um, there was Jim Murray for Murray Murphy for a while, isn't it? Jim Murray oh, still? Oh my god! Is it not the only guy that's left? There's only one guy. Okay, so I thought it was Murray because there was that the uh, the soldier man who was around right before Corbyn Murphy. I want to say was that Jim break? Murphy? You're thinking so, of? Uh, yeah. So rest in peace, Richard Leonard. Um... <laughs> <laughs> we hardly knew you. Literally, we did hardly fucking know you. Who are you, and where have you been? Okay, let's 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 do another because I mean, hey, Labour, Scottish Labour, they're a basket case. Um, Scottish Liberal Democrats. Who's the leader of them? Anyone know? Are there any Scottish Liberal Democrats? But, yeah, yes. they they basically have the fiefdom of the islands. It's really fucking weird. Like they just want to be left alone in peace to worship their old gods, and essentially the Liberals yeah, the... let them do that. <laughs> the, the Scottish Lib Dems are like the only ones that are still embedded in the politics of crofters, and that's why they win votes. It's fucking weird. It's like just absolute like batshit insane. But anyway, to the point, who's their leader? Is it the Wicker Man? 
<laughs> no. Is it Joe Swinson? No. No, although, watch this space, but no. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's good. That, that's uh, uh, foreboding. Um, <laughs> up, no, until, okay. up until this point, I wasn't even aware that there was Scottish Liberal Democrats. I knew they had MPs and stuff in the they past, the obviously. Orkies, yeah. But I didn't realise it was like a brand, like Scottish Labour, as there's Liberal Democrats all over the fucking island. Okay, rest in, oh, yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, Willie Rennie. Um, no, 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 no. no. Don't say his name like that. You need to say his name like you're going down a slide. Willie Reddy! <laughs> <laughs> that is a thing. It's like, legit, that's just his entire brand. At least it's a brand. It really is. Um, all right, okay. So uh, we obviously don't know Scottish Conservatives. Um, this one's easy, but we'll try it anyway. Um, Scottish National Party. Uh, Sturgeon. Correct. Not difficult, but there you go. And then last but not least, go ahead and own me. Who is the any one of the leaders of the Scottish Green Party? Ross. Uh, yeah, Ross. Just, just, just Ross. <laughs> Ross. Ross. Greer. Well, okay, so that's actually vaguely in the realm of uh, of possible. Did you, did you genuinely is... just go like, who's the leader of the the Greens? Is it Mister Green? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Ross Greer is actually a Scottish Green MSP, but he's not one of the leaders. Uh, that would be Patrick Harvey. Rest in peace, Patrick Harvey, I guess. And what have I been doing with my life? Um, yeah, okay, cool. So that's about the tone for Scottish politics and how well people know it. And I'll be totally honest, yeah. you have to be a fucking weirdo like me or David who actually pay attention to know mm. who the, the leaders are, let alone the also-rans. So take it away, David. Yeah, so the guy that's now in charge of the Scottish Tories is Douglas Ross. Okay, another Ross. Is he related to the other Ross we were just talking about? He, no, 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 he's definitely 100% not related to him in any way, shape or form. Oh my god, um, Ross Greer would be so fucking angry to hear like, <laughs> such a comparison. Like, like Ross, is, oh, Ross is in the chamber speaking on socialism pretty much every day and like getting called all sorts of, what was it, um, lentil munching watermelon by the, the Conservatives. And yeah, no, wow, you couldn't, couldn't be further a more polar opposite. Make sure he listens to the episode. Uh, maybe, maybe not. So. <laughs> I've got to say as well, though, lentil munch and watermelon is some tremendously fucking Tory patter. It, we, <laughs> it is. So this is maybe a bit inside baseball. When it happened a few years ago, we literally were just repeating it to ourselves, and people were making watermelon badges and all the rest of it because it's like you know, green on the outside, red on the inside, all that kind of stuff. We're a bunch of commies. Oh, no, um, I, I get it. It's just it's just shite patter. Do you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> it, it is it is very inside baseball, and it, it's that particular brand of like right wing fucking shite where it's not funny and if you wanted to like if you wanted to pass it around like a group of normal people you'd need to draw them a fucking diagram to explain what the fuck it meant <laughs> it was it was delivered uh during like uh, i think it was first minister's questions and the full statement was to call us a bunch of sandal wearing a uh, lentil munching watermelons which was uh yeah no pretty great, pretty yeah, great. all all the hits yeah, that's how, that's how I got news for you levels of comedy. It, I, in fairness, it's only because you're not allowed to call people a cockwomble in the chamber. <laughs> that is a trial which tries many MSPs every day, particularly when the Tories are speaking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So Douglas Ross, he um, he's not in Holyrood. He's not an MSP. 
he's an MP, um, which I'm not really going to moan about too much, considering, you know, like, who really gives a fuck who the leader is and where they sit, like, yeah, it doesn't really bother me that much. However, however, I'll just play the clip, right? I'm, fuck it, I'll just have this. Democrats is quite a character. If you were Prime Minister for a day, without any repercussions, what would you do? Uh, I'd like to see tougher enforcement against gypsy travellers. What's the funniest mo- Yeah, it was, was the clip I was expecting. Yeah. <laughs> I was expecting something a bit more ambitious, you know, like if I'm PM for a day, I would just press the nuclear button and, you know, go mad on Northern Ireland or something like that. Jesus. To get the full effect, though, to get the full effect of that, you've got a picture of being said by an incredibly racist Tintin. <laughs> oh. Imagine, imagine, imagine rubbing a lamp, a genie comes out and goes, if you could have one wish, what would it be? And the guy just goes, I'd like to be even more racist, please. Could you just get rid of the gypsies, please? <laughs> I, I, fucking, I, you know, you can't see me right now, but I, like, fucking legit without intending to held my breath for, like, I think 30 seconds there, and my knuckles went white on the desk. <laughs> like, <laughs> holy shit! What the yeah. fuck? Like, that, that is a big fucking yikes. That, he's, that's his, this is obviously, like, I'm guessing from the jaunty, bouncy music in the background, this is his, oh, we'll do a nice little introduction to our leader so that our membership and the wider public can get to know him. Is that about the tone, David? No. No, it's not. No, it's not even. This is from um, August 2017. This is three years old. Okay, that redeems it very slightly because if that were, right, it doesn't redeem it. It's, it's fucking horrible. But if that was his, oh, hi, welcome. I'm the new leader of the Tories and I want to <laughs> gas all the gypsies, then that would be like, you know, really fucking bad. On brand? Uh, yeah. yeah, well, that's I the mean, thing. It's so on brand. That I, my, my mind immediately went there thinking, oh, this is his introduction to the public, is it? This is his fucking introduction. And I guess it kind of is because he's said this shit in the past, but. Oh. Well, he hasn't come out and said it since he's became leader, but he also hasn't really responded to it either, so. Eh. But the thing is, right, for him to say that, that sounds really fucking weird, like you said, Ben, like. Was it, whoever it was. Um, it's, it's weird that that's as ambitious as he got. Yeah, that's just really depressing, actually. It's not, because there's something you don't understand, and that's the mindset of the Scottish Tory. Mm-hmm. Imagine wanting to all, both be the boot, but also be under the boot. The, the nature of the Scottish Tory is to know one's place as the middleman oppressor. That's why that's the height of his fucking desires, because he, he can't get further than just to press someone lower down on the chain. He want, It's cobbler politics. He wants to make the fucking boot that will be used to tramp mm. down on everyone. But does, I mean, does where does he want the abuse to come from? Westminster or something? Like, should he, the top level well, abuse... Yeah, naturally, like, the, the natural position of the Scottish Tory is Scotland is, to some degree, an aberration, which I can almost sympathise with to a degree, but for, the, for other fucking reasons. Like, it's... They, they don't want anything but the British state. Like... You ask any Scottish Conservative what their honest opinion of devolution is, they'll tell you they probably don't like it. That is that is the most like cucked position possible. <laughs> it's like all I want yeah. is the British no. state. No, 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 Fuck. It, no, no, no. It would be cucked were it not for the fact that they see themselves as the ones in charge, right? Like, you know, if um if a member of Scottish Labour said that, right, it'd be a pretty cucked position. If a member of Lib Dem said it, it'd be a pretty cucked position, right? Um, but when the Tories say it, 
It's because they're going, yeah, we want to get rid of your shitty parliament so we can better rule over you. That's the mindset they bring into it. It's not, oh, we want to be ruled over. It's, you know, we want to facilitate you being fucked by the boot, not we want the boot to fuck us. It's, it's, a, it, like, it's a fucking poisoned mindset on so many levels, and it's really deeply tied into British imperialism. And uh, if you imagine the um, if you imagine the boot is Westminster and Westminster Tories specifically, Scottish Tories are a kind of like plastic bag that you wear over the boot. <laughs> so they're still trod on, but they are also trodding. Oh, they 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 they're the the cheap condoms that some spotty teenagers kept in his wallet for five aye. years. Aye, they're a boot, Johnny. But Johnny, that's that's a hell of a. I'm now thoroughly sad. Like even for Scottish Tories, I'm I've now managed to be sad. Weep not for the oppressor. <laughs> so yeah, that's that Scottish Tory news. Um, that's that's what we've got now. Um, Thank you, David. You've it's... just taken about two millimeters off of my teeth from grinding them together through that. <laughs> you are welcome. Um, another Tory news. Someone has, um, someone's done a sex crime, or many sex crimes, it could be, I'm not sure. Um, oh, well, so at the moment, there's... Who is it, David? Hmm? Who is it? Who, did, who may or well, may not have done these sex crimes? I would, I would love to tell you who it was, but unfortunately, I don't know. The reason I don't know is because they can't name them, because, um, well, actually, I'm not quite sure why they can't name them, whether it's a, the fact that they haven't been charged... Um, maybe hold it back, or that there may be an injunction in place. I don't know. Could they be um, a minor member of the royal family? No, no, <laughs> no, no. Um, they can't be. And I can only tell you they definitely can't be because they are definitely a, a current MP. They're definitely a Conservative MP. They're definitely an ex-minister, and they're definitely male, and they're definitely in their fifties. That's all the information we have. That doesn't so narrow it down most much. Tories, really. Um, it does actually narrow it down a little bit to a few names, and I don't really know if I should say them. Um, actually, do you know what? I think I can <laughs> I can legally get away with this, definitely, because as per the criteria, which I have just stated of, in their 50s, male, Conservative MP, current, and an ex-minister, it could be... Mark Francois. Mark Francois. It could be Jeremy Hunt. And it could be Sajid Javid. All three of them meet the criteria that I have just previously stated. Well, that's getting cut. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but but as we're we're pretty clear, two of those three definitely, as far as we know, haven't done a sex crime in any way. Um, we we in no way mean to impugn any of those three's reputations. It's just that that's where the criteria that have been provided to us, the members of the public, currently have fallen. Yeah, it's also, yes, it's that, also worth true. noting. <laughs> <laughs> that's also getting cut. Good. <laughs> he didn't actually, that, um, the, the Facebook page is still up. It was, a, it was a dodgy link that was going about. A dodgy link to a dodgy man. Can we keep that in? Come on. <laughs> I mean, um, here's the thing, though, right? I'm willing to bet quite a lot of money that a significant chunk of the Tory party has committed sexual crimes. 
It's just a, yes. it's just this one got like arrested. I think to get into the higher leagues of Torydom, you have to like it's 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 group sex crimes. It's like you know, it's like Epstein. You have to, you know, it has to be videotaped so everybody's got something on everybody else. Like the skull and crossbones type thing. Yes, yes. Just you know, instead of a coffin, it's just a pig. Now listen, this is this is totally ridiculous. I know there is a society at Oxford University um, which holds these kind of orgy-esque bashes like you know a few times a year and i know there's an organizing committee who are responsible for making these uh, bashes um and i know that many famous political figures and other members of high society have gone to these bashes including david cameron boris johnson and others right um but the, the idea that they're there, you know, David Cameron is putting his penis in the severed head of a dead pig at these events, and that there's photographic proof, this is all complete nonsense. And we know it's complete nonsense because Ian Hislop of Private Eye, who is a mudraker extraordinaire and would leap all over this if there was a grain of truth, <laughs> he, he has said it's just ridiculous, it's just a complete joke. And we should take his word for it because, you know, he was a member of the organising committee of this same society. <laughs> so he'd know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would know. He would know, right? And I trust Ian Hislop to tell us what he and his old mates at university got up to, particularly if it would embarrass like, members of his own peer group, you know? Um, I, if it was blackmail, there's no way that Ian Hislop would in any way, shape, or form lie about it. Um, so, yeah. No, just it's completely, no, just not a thing. No way. I don't, I don't think Ian Hislop can lie. I think he's like one of those fairy tale creatures. What, a pig, a pig fucking goblin? <laughs> <laughs> No, you're thinking of Paul Martin, Jim. <laughs> oh. No, I think between the two of them, they they like stand on bridges, and Ian Hislop can only tell the truth, and Paul Martin can only lie. I don't think either of them are capable of any sort of judgment that would lead them to truth. Um, I'm just picturing now going up to Ian Hislop and Paul Martin and going, aha, which person would he say didn't do a sex crime? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, they'd probably they'd probably say Jimmy Savile. Oh, oh. <laughs> this um this whole sex crime business um has been known to the Conservative Party for at least a month. Uh, the whips have taken zero action. Um, I mean, you can't you can't really say they've taken zero action. They'll have made a note of it for future use. That's not nothing. This <laughs> <laughs> is funny because it's true. Oh. Well, they haven't taken any disciplinary action then, at least not yet, um, because, as we said, they are a current serving MP for the Conservative Party. So, and like, nothing's been done. If you're if you're a Tory MP, you are just immune from prosecution and crimes or something. No, I think we're misunderstanding it. The reason they haven't taken disciplinary action is disciplining your average Tory MP would probably just compound the problem by making them hornier. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus I'm, I'm just gonna remind everyone that at some point during uh Theresa May's government there was a Tory MP, I can't remember who, but he was like accused or taken for investigation or something like that about uh I wanna say sexual assault, maybe sexual harassment, something like that. Anyway, mm -hmm. he had the whip removed immediately. And may got a lot of shit for that because oh, it's still in being investigated, blah blah blah. And then got the whip restored just before a big confidence vote. Oh yes, yeah. There was also that scandal during uh, Theresa May's tenure where the 
information lists of the Tory whips starting to get leaked. Does anyone remember that? That, that seemed to like make bar- barely a ripple in the papers when it happened, when we were getting those spreadsheets passed around with the alleged dirt that the Tory whips had on their MPs. Does anyone anyone recall that? I, I do remember that, and I'm fairly certain that um, I, I'm aware of copies of that still existing. Yeah, of course, they must be like hidden on the dark web or something, because you know, no one would take that obvious forgery seriously whatsoever. I'm just picturing an Excel spreadsheet where every single cell contains the word nonce. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, Jane, the, the oh. problem is, um, I mean, obviously you're joking, don't mean that seriously, but they did release, like, uh, you know, the first part of it, and there was a threat to release the second part, and it was said that the second part would contain stuff which was far darker. And the first part had, like, a bunch of stuff that started with, like, has a secret love child sort of thing. and Likes piss. Yeah, like, that kind of stuff where it's, like, embarrassing, but, you know, not, I mean, it's like, all right, weirdo. Um that's for the that's for the piss thing, not for the love child, poor wee kid. Anyway, so I mean, just having a Tory as a dark, can you imagine that? Anyway, yeah. but oh, the 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 at the end of it was actually, you know, there was there was implications around sexual assault and stuff. Right, was in that file. Um, there's there there were rumours second version, which was threatening to be released, would have some really dark stuff in it. So uh, yeah, no, you joke, but you know, who knows. Yeah, I just I just like to make a small correction to an earlier statement. Um, under when Theresa May was uh, PM and she needed uh, votes, she didn't reinstate one Tory MP. She reinstated two Tory MPs accused of sex crimes. Um, since this isn't the Guardian, I'm, I think I'm free to use names. Uh, it's Andrew Griffith, the former chief of staff to the PM, um, who was under investigation for allegations of inappropriate touching and bullying and apparently had sent um, hundreds of sexually explicit messages to two women in his constituency. So that's number one. And then number two was uh, Charlie Elphick, who was suspended from the Conservative Party and interviewed under caution by police after allegations of sexual offences. And was just found guilty this week. Ah, okay. I'd missed that. Frankly, frankly, this is disgraceful behaviour from the party of Ted Heath's child sex yacht. (laughs) (laughs) they've really let their standards of sex crime fall over the years they're just not putting the same work they used to put in somewhere remember when like there was a point where we thought that Tory Sleaze had just kind of it finally peaked in to like the 21st century when we get the wanking at work bit yeah, but like it just doesn't seem to go anywhere because much to my surprise um, Robert Jenrick also still housing minister you know, not mm. just not sacked, but was just like, no, it was, it was actually really cool um, that I helped the developer push through uh, some projects. So I thought for a second there, I thought I thought you were going to see. <laughs> <laughs> well, he has done that too, allegedly. Uh, no, he hasn't. The, um, <laughs> the, the public makes a dime, I make a dollar. That's why I wait. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, no that that was um that was a different MP. Um, um <laughs> yeah, see if see if you're not gonna get chucked out for literal sex crimes. Like, I doubt you're gonna get chucked out for dodgy deals and shit. Yeah, which is essentially the point of the Tory Party. Well, no, it's not the point of the Tory Party. The point of the Tory Party is to actually <laughs> what people don't understand, right? Being a member of Parliament in the Conservative Party, it's it's a selfless task, 
right? You're doing this not for your own enrichment, but for the enrichment of your friends. Yeah, you take That's true. you take up the Tories' burden. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah. Um. So there was well, a bunch of nominations. Is, for... So it is lit- James. Sorry. So it is. You're actually saying that it is. Uh, that the it is about the the blame of those you better and the hate of those you guard. That is the Tory burden. Yeah, I mean, there's all these feral, uncivilized shareholders out there, um, and they they need they need to be steered by the guiding hand of government, lest they wreck themselves in their savagery. And that sounds that an it, awful lot like socialism, comrade. Um, I mean, I you know, no, no, no. I mean, I know, I know, I know. Current <laughs> conservative policy is is nationalizing the rails and various things. But really, sir, shareholders, it's, it's not, it's not communism. It's not communism. It's not communism because it's not being done by Corbyn. Mm. Yeah. Um, we got the list of peerages, etc., that were happening. Um, so we had. Is this yet more fucking Tory shit? Yep. It feels yeah, like we've been no, at no, this no. for an hour already. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just no end in sight. I mean, the, the next part's going to be about Tories, but like they call themselves Labour. So I mean, like it's, it's Tories all the way down, mate. For fuck's sake! Can I go back in time and opt out of this news episode? <laughs> <laughs> Just no. the quiet sounds um, of Jamie firing up Elite Dangerous in the background. <laughs> Oh, right, I'll, I'll, I will rattle through this for you, right? So, um, we had a bunch of peerages, they were all shit. Um, Boris Johnson's brother got a fucking peerage. Um, the guy that uh, owns the fucking Evening Standard, he got a peerage. Uh, Le- Lebedev, also a major fucking uh, contributor to Boris's uh, election campaign. Wow, weird, weird that such a thing would happen. Um, and a bunch of people who have effectively been uh, Labour records as well. Um, so, yeah, all good. I've, I've got um, to say as well, I've been absolutely piss-fucking-sick of seeing people, like, just posting outrage at this on, on social media. They're like, oh, look at this disgraceful cronyism. It's like they're fucking peers. All of them are cunts. Do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't... They, yeah. they could literally, like, pick any fucking people you want to put on that list, and the fact that they're getting a peerage makes them a fucking twat. So it doesn't matter. Like, obviously, they're only going to pick people who've, like grafted for them it, it, that's how it works like imagine being upset that they're, they're picking the wrong kind of like unelected fucking lords to rule over everyone <laughs> <laughs> like i will say many bad things to to go scottish politics for a second alex salmond right is a tosser and I, I don't really rate him at all but he did have one moment where i was like yeah he's got a point which was when someone was asking him if he would ever accept a peerage or he would ever accept like uh, a knighthood or anything like that. And he just stared witheringly at the interviewer and said something along the lines of, the rocks behind me would be scorched by the sun before I'd accept such a thing. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. But- that, that was the shouldn't loans thing. So that, that, was, that was tuition fees. Um, and I, I'll counter that with, it's really easy for a man who will never be offered a period yeah, right. to say such a thing. That's a bit like can I offer? Can I offer a small challenge to everybody? Because I can't remember who the fuck sits in the House of Lords and who doesn't because there's like hundreds and hundreds of the shit. Yeah. If a flesh-eating virus were to be released uh, tomorrow in the House of Lords while it is in full session, everybody's there, would there be anybody you'd miss? Genuinely, for half of them, you couldn't even tell the difference. I might miss you, I might miss you Rob, if you accidentally infected yourself while committing such a terrorist atrocity. <laughs> <laughs> 
There's like um, I don't. Know. I, I would only expect you to build a statue to me, but like out of empty beer beer tins or something like that. So I, I'm a little conflicted on that because, and and wait till I finish explaining here. There, are, I think, mm-hmm. there's a green in the House of Lords, and there's about to be like another one, right? Um, and like from what I hear on a personal level, they're kind of nice people, and they're vaguely in favor of decent politics. So I have heard. I don't know them, right? And I've not really dug into it that deeply. But on the other hand. They're in the fucking House of Lords, and the Scottish Greens, we as a party, have straight up said that any Scottish Green who ever sets, like, you know, even sets foot in the House of Lords, you lose your membership instantly. It's one of the major things we disagree with, with the Green Party of England and Wales. So, like, I don't know. No, not really. Like, I suppose if it got rid of a House of Lords, I'd be okay with that. Are there, are so, there no um, exceptions to that rule? Because, like, what if, you, what if you, you set foot in the House of Lords, but... <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm just fucking hell, man. A lot of libel. I'm just, I'm just libel. Just a lot of dangerous content. I'm just fucking, fucking hell. Um, I, I think like the law of averages says that there's probably one person who's in there, based on some form of charity work, who is actually like politically decent. Again, the whole you're in the fucking house of lords, but but they but they might they might be in there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Um, to be fair, Kate Huey probably could. She is the only one that I think is mad enough to be like, uh, you know, take it, have her mind jagged by some kind of really cool cult and then end up, you know. This is this is the top quality podcast content that's definitely staying in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. I unfortunately have met several lords and they were all cunts. <laughs> Every single one without exception. No, and I in, in the course of my job I have met a number of actual lords who are, I'm not sure if they were sat in the house, but they were definitely t- titled and styled as lords, and I can confirm that they are also all cunts. Yeah. Okay, well anyway, there's more of them now. So yay. Um it's a life appointment, isn't it? You you get to basically yes. turn up and claim what is it six hundred quid a day that you show up? And I think it's three hundred, isn't it? I thought it was more than that. I'm sure it was I thought it was okay. I thought four hundred. Either way, that. it's a lot fucking more than universal credit. Well you know, the the annoying thing about it is we don't actually have to stick around. So there's every morning that it's in session, there's a line of taxis show up where the lords all get out, walk in, sign the name in the register, get back in the taxi and sod off home. And that lets them call I too. All. Went to university. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck's sake. Oh, assholes. Right. Um, (laughs) Shall we move across the Atlantic? I don't know. Do they have have lords over there? (laughs) Not yet. Um, Not yet. I'm sure at some point. um, I mean, they have dynasties. Does that count? Yeah. How is the House of Obama currently faring against the House of Clinton and the House of (laughs) Bush and the House of Trump? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, Trump wants to postpone the US election. Uh, yeah. Did anyone see this coming? I presume because he's too far ahead, right? He thinks it would just make him look like gaudy and tacky if he was to win by such a high margin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure if you write an email to the right person, that will be the line. Yeah, checks out. Can't can't find a lie in that, to be honest. No. Yeah, um, so he, obviously the, the polls aren't looking great. 
Um, they're not looking fucking terrible either, because let's face it, Joe fucking Biden, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. But they're not right out there um, as much as they would hope, and they can probably track some sort of um, decline going forward in their projections, so he wants to postpone it because coronavirus. I thought it was postal votes. It's, it's postal votes, it's coronavirus, and it's like the ongoing anarchy in the streets. So, right, there's, there's a, couple of, a couple of things that we're commenting on here. Um, first of all, the postal vote thing. Did you see the amazing tweet that Trump put out where he went a hell of a way out of his way to say that postal voting was fine in Florida, right? That they'd managed to correct all the Democrats' bad mistakes in Florida. And so if you're in Florida, it's okay to postal vote. Because uh, oh. clearly someone in his office, after seeing his tweets on how postal voting is dangerous and a fraud and all the rest of it, they pulled him aside and said, you fucking moron, sir. <laughs> all sir. of our old voters in Florida are postal voters. What the fuck yeah, are you yeah, doing? Yeah, this is all those fuckers in the, the villages who yeah. just want to mail out their balance. I'm just, I'm just, I'm incredibly offended that you started that whole, like, fucking bit with, did you see that Donald Trump tweet, like, do I strike you as the kind of person that drinks his own piss for medical reasons? <laughs> I mean, I don't know, Jamie, do you want me to honestly answer that? Because, yeah. I mean, oh. of all the cursed Twitter reading of this benighted aisle, uh, you certainly, you, you get right down into the pig shit, man. Yeah, but Donald Trump's just, like, amateur hour, you know what I mean? It's like, just people... People just centrist melt white hot with fury because there's nothing wrong with know, America can, other than the president's I can, tweets. I can I can picture I can picture Jamie and his replies going, "How dare you, sir? Have you no decency?" That does seem extremely your brand. Uh, no, Jamie's not reading Donald Trump's tweets. Johnny, uh, J- Johnny, Jamie is knee deep in rear foo foo on Twitter. But yeah, so anyway, so there was that wonderful little tweet from Trump. Um, there's also, like, the whole reason he's doing the escalation with the fascist state kind of shit is he wants to cast himself as the law and order president who's, like, having a military fight against his own people, essentially, because he thinks that'll get him a bump in the polls. But he's realized it's going yeah, to take him longer than they initially anticipated, so he's now getting cold feet and thinking he needs to put the election back. Um, mm, yeah, but I, I'm, I don't think either of you have, like considered the real matter at hand and what's really going to happen is this is is the critical point is what's going to happen when hillary clinton takes over from joe biden (laughs) (laughs) things will get things will get incredibly more coherent i should imagine (laughs) you know it's funny you say that did you hear there was a beautiful thing came out i think it was today or yesterday because time is a flat circle at this point where joe biden um, you know, he was being challenged to take a cognitive test, and he said, uh, "And like, oh, is, mind, this where he, Joe... is this where he asked someone to take a cocaine test?" <laughs> Mr. Vice President, your opponent in this election, President Trump, has made your mental state a campaign topic. And when asked in June if you'd been tested um, for cognitive smile. decline, you've responded that you're constantly tested in, in, in effect because you're in situations like this on the campaign trail. But please clarify specifically, have you taken a cognitive no, test? No, I haven't taken a test. Why the hell would I take a test? Come on, man. <laughs> That's like saying you, before you got in this program, you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not. What do you think, huh? Are you a junkie? What do you say to President Trump, who brags about his test and makes your mental state 
an issue for voters. Well, if he can't figure out the difference between an elephant and a lion, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Did you watch that? Look, come on, man. I, I, I know you're trying to goad me, but I mean, I'm so forward looking to have an opportunity to sit with the president or stand with the president in debates. There can be plenty of time. And by the way, as I joke with him, you know, it, I, I shouldn't say it. I'm going to say something I don't I, I probably shouldn't say. Anyway, I am uh, I am very willing to let the American public judge my physical and mental filth my physical as well as my mental fitness and uh, to, uh, you know, to make a judgment about who I am. I've, I've never noticed before, but Joe Biden is essentially Scott Glenn having a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why you pulled up the Romaniacs podcast for this bit. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, yes, um, I can't believe you listened to the Romaniacs. Like, like, so... Here's the thing. That is why Trump has a chance right there in a nutshell. Yeah. Yes. Because Trump and Trump is framing the debate and Biden is just is taking the bait. He's like, oh, I know you're trying to goad me as he is very obviously goaded throughout that. And and he manages to put his foot firmly in his mouth. Because remember, Joe Biden voted on a whole bunch of drug law legislation, which directly led to people getting tested for cocaine before we could get on federal aid programs and shit like that. Like Fucking hell! The lack of self-awareness in it is staggering. Well, it's, yep. I mean, it, 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 he's still self-aware if he just doesn't fucking remember any of it. <laughs> that was about a minute-ish, just over a minute of him talking, and he failed to finish his own sentences. Yeah, yeah, he does that all the time. He he just swerves into, uh, uh, "Come on, man!" and then just yeah, hop like, skips into it, the next. It, it seems like it's going to be nothing, but the amount of just the worst fucking type of political obsessive that will sit there and actually watch the debates and come away thinking, I've learned so much from this, <laughs> like, and will make a decision based on the debates, those fuckers are going to see that, and that will help make up their minds. Those debates are just going to be both of them saying the other one uh, isn't fit. It's just like, going to be that, you know, that Spider-Man meme, Spider-Man pointing at himself. It's just yeah, going to be. Yeah. The- it's going to be two corpses aggressively sundowning at each other. Yeah, those, yeah, those debates are going to be about like twenty hours long and have about three sentences in them. <laughs> it's like, I think the, the, on, two, the, on, the only real hope for the debate. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's two different. It, basically, they're offering America two different endings for its empire, two different wind downs. Because I'm reminded of, like, I was a carer for my dad. And my dad, you know, when he was quite sick, he got a little bit of kind of dementia stuff going. And there's two forms dementia can take, basically. There's the got dementia, you're confused, you sort of know where you are, but you're kind of chill about it. You're like, oh, this is, this is okay. I don't really remember anything, but I'm all right. And you're kind of lost in your past kind of thing. And that's what. That's what I get from from Joe Biden. It's like he's he's that kind of dementia. He's confused, but it's okay because he's wrapped in warm memories. When you look at Trump, and there is a kind of dementia there, but it's a different kind of dementia. It's the angry dementia. It's the I don't know where I am, and I'm angry about this, and I'm scared, and I'm frightened, and I'm lashing out essentially. And mm. I feel like that's a kind of poetic end, I guess, to it. Like America gets to pick between these two sundowning, like 
monsters in different ways and get to decide do you as it feels to it yeah yeah do, do you want to yeah. go into the night gently or raging trump's got the kind of dementia where you name five things that are in front of you at that moment and claim it was a cognitive test you took <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so um yeah the u.s is fucked so but we know that anyway yeah but the uk is um, also fucked so it's it's we're all just holding hands like lemming as we leap off the cliff yeah and the first fucker on Twitter to go, actually, Lammings don't do that, piss off. We're going to talk about Rosie Duffield, MP. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Rosie's been the main character a few times recently for a myriad of reasons. but Because of the littering? <clears throat> well, yeah, yeah, she she does not like litter. Um, she doesn't like litter. She likes to listen to the police, and she's also concerned about gateway drugs. Hang on, sorry. Screeching halt a second. When you say she she likes to listen to the police, if she wasn't a Tory, I'd assume you mean the band, right? But since she is a Tory, Mm. do you mean like she likes to listen to the sirens or the police scanners or the police as they're laying into people? Could you you clarify that a little? I'll clarify one point before all that question. Um, Rosie Duffield is a Labour MP. But I get the way you're introducing her. She's maybe maybe I mean, she might be a Labour MP, but the colour mm. the colour on the reverse side of her rosette is perhaps not red. Am I am I reading that correctly? Am I intuiting that? That, that would be a fair summation, yes. I so. don't think... I think it's disgraceful, like, hard-left abuse to call her a Tory just because she makes up a load of horse shit about laughing gas, like, leaving thousands upon thousands <laughs> of metal canisters all over the streets. <laughs> I mean, you've got yeah. to laugh, don't you? Well, yeah. If you don't, you'll just fucking cry. Um, so, and it's also she... laughing gas. <laughs> but I have some additional evidence that she could actually be a Tory or just a Boxstown MP. Um, that she's the most M- expensive MP in uh, the wider Kent region, uh, claiming a over two hundred ten thousand pounds in expenses. Kent, famously, a long way away from London, so that the travel I can imagine adds up. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, she made a point of getting an adjournment debate going about um, the dangers of laughing gas. And it was an article in all sorts. Um, and Aaron Bastani, that guy, he didn't take too kindly to it on Twitter. Thought it was one of the daftest things he would read that week. And Rosie said that... Um, a tweet reads, funnily enough, when researching this subject, the far-left bully boy trolls weren't that high up on my list of go-to experts. Instead, I spoke with the police, the Royal Pharmaceutical Society, local councillors, and community activists. Oh, shit. So she's, yeah, yeah, noted experts on drugs, the police. <laughs> like, the, hang on, the Royal Pharmaceutical Society is a really interesting one as well, because it's the sort of thing that, Isn't it? you hear that on the surface, you think, yeah, it sounds okay, but actually, back up a second, they're not the ones who would be seeing it in the front line, so to speak. You'd be better yep. talking to like accident emergency doctors, or yep. or looking, you know, writing to the BMA and asking for like recommendations of any of their members' bodies that would be like appropriate to speak mm-hmm. to about this. Like yep. classifying the pharmacological, you know, activity and purpose of laughing gas is not quite the same thing as recording its social ills. But anyway, fuck it. It's not as she cares. No, it's not. No. Um... Obviously, that wasn't taken too well on Twitter. Um, people had had some choice words for her and stuff. Ash Sarkar made a wee joke. Um, 
you know, comparing the, the whole thing to the, the brass eye cake bit. Um, Rosie said to that, apparently the preventable early deaths of young people, citation needed, is merely comedy point scoring to some on the far left. How vile and unpleasant. Thanks to all my constituents who raised their concerns with me about the social, environmental and health problems caused by ease of access. Please point to me to the environmental consequences of... It's it, thousands, thousands and thousands of metal canisters everywhere you look. You step outside your front door and it's like just cause. Do you know what I mean? There's just fucking gas cans everywhere. People shooting grappling hooks. It's just fucking pure chaos. The entire constituency of Canterbury has been reduced to a Laurel and Hardy sketch. Everyone just constantly skating all over the floor, constantly falling over each other because they can't stand up anymore. That's how bad it's got. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. Like the cost of postage has skyrocketed because every time I open up a package from like Amazon or you know that I'm sent, um, instead of packing peanuts, it's just full of empty fucking canisters because the free market's yeah. making use. And who who gets? But I mean, for are that? ducks eating them? Is is there is there an you know? I get that it's annoying for the people of Kent to sort of no, no, stand Rob, on a carpet Rob, of empty. Rob, uh, Rob, Rob you're, you're embarrassing yourself here. Ducks just naturally have that higher quack. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. I yes, I am the squarest man on this call. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn! Um, right, yeah. So. Ash was quite confused by this um, and basically said we've had nothing but pleasant interactions before, even in DMs, etc, etc. Um, don't know why you would have such a weird reaction to be saying that. Um, and again, Rosie doubled down on this. Yet again, weirder still that you are so consistently unpleasant, particularly given that despite our vast political differences, I have gone out of my way to support you recently when this platform has been giving you so much abuse. Not sure I'll bother in future. So that's just a, a, a white Labour MP um, withdrawing solidarity on a conditional basis to uh, a woman of colour. So that's very fucking cool. Also, I'm sure that Ash is heartbroken that Rosie Duffield MP is no longer <clears throat> waiting in the wings. No, that's, <laughs> much, that's true. One much entire like pillar Batman. of her support network has definitely collapsed there. Yeah. But it's not about that. It is absolutely worrying that that seems like it's a reasonable thing to do. Or oh, you don't agree with me? Well, oh, solidarity's away. Like, oh, that's that's some that, fucking. That that's sounds some bullshit. like yeah, that sounds like some far left cancel culture bullshit to me. <laughs> I, I would love one of these motherfuckers who go on <clears> about <throat> weed and laughing gas and whatever the per clutching hysteria of the month is to actually do that, but just with alcohol, J- just once because the UK does have an alcohol problem. How that dare is, you? <laughs> I mean, me and my filthy immigrant ways. But it's, you know, alcohol is ten times more harmful than either weed or laughing gas. And it's always this, like, weird dish bullshit that only people between the ages of 12 and 18 do, apparently. Like... No, I I don't know what you're talking about. I'm actually quite offended by this. How dare you? How fucking dare you? This is our natural... This is our culture and heritage. And here you are saying you want to... You want to... What do you want to do? You want to you want to ban alcohol? Is that it? Is that where you're going with this? Well, you know what, Ben? You can kiss any support you may have from us. Goodbye. Yeah, that's it. The pod doesn't have your back anymore, Ben. We're done. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> if if you go against the Rishi Burger, you you go against me. 
well, there goes my dastardly plan to sneakily implement Sharia law. Or to get into the House of Lords. Oh no, come back, come back, come back, it's okay. Yeah, if, you, if you're in favour um, of Sharia law, then maybe we'll, 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 kinda, we'll, we'll go along with it, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Because um, we are right, a far so, podcast after all. <clears throat> this this sounds right. I, I am going somewhere with this Duffield stuff, okay? It's not that I just think that we should just spend a little while dunking on a shit MP because it's a, it's a little more important than that and it's a little more than just that. Um, is, is, is it to recommend to everybody to do the, the cool drug of uh, laughing gas? I would, ne- I would never make such a recommendation because I have not tried it and it wouldn't be a fair recommendation. Please consult people who have tried it before you take any advice. It's, it's real um, good. Excellent, there you go. Right, during the election... The 2019 election, it should be said, because Duffield was one of these MPs who managed to squeak in um, a seat that just never really had any... It was Canterbury. It was, this was the seat that everybody was like, what the fuck, that's not supposed to happen, um, in 2017 when she won it. During the 2019 election, she went a little bit hard on the anti-Corbyn bandwagon, even though the only reason she managed to fucking get her in the first place was the Corbyn bounce in 2017. Um... Someone basically said to her that, you know, this was back in December, just after the election. We wouldn't this wouldn't have happened if if records like you hadn't smeared Corbyn. To some degree there's an element there's there's a large element of truth in that. Thanks for your weird veiled threat. Except I am not the failure, am I? I'm actually the only Labour MP in my rather large county. Suggests I may be <laughs> just a little more in touch with the electorate than you appear to be. <laughs> Sorry, I Sorry. I love the phrase by rather large <laughs> rather large voters. <laughs> my large adult county. <laughs> See, my brain went in a different position the direction of that. It went uh my county brings all the MPs to the house. <laughs> uh, except that the, the Kent does not in no, the case of label. It, it doesn't. It um, doesn't at all. <laughs> Um, another person said to her, we didn't fail them. The people who have voted Tory have failed them. Did she, did she reply, and, uh, don't tweet to me or my rather large county ever again? <laughs> <laughs> no, she said, um, we cannot blame the British electorate for our failure to appeal to them. We must do and be better. Oh, do you know now, what it is? Fucking her and... And I don't want to just single her out for this abuse, but her and anyone who fucking thinks like that, where it's like, oh, we've got to be the British public whisperer. We've got to, like, fine-tune exactly the, the right amount of, like, racism on the big dial to get people to vote for us. <laughs> All of those people should be fucking drowned. <laughs> I caught fucking John McTernan pulling this shit out today in a fucking thread, and it was just as ghastly as you would expect. And it's it's purely that. They're almost actually at the point of admitting it we were saying things that weren't quite racist enough, so we need to be more racist. That's it's exactly what it is. They should be taking lessons from whoever the fuck is leading the Scottish Tories now. I've already forgotten yeah. his name. Do you know, like, the real problem with those kind of statements, it's implicit within it is the fact that they are separate from the public. They're not members of the yes. public. They're not part of the, the public. They are the stewards and guardians custodians public interest, but they're not in the public. So they need to reach out to the public that they are separate and distinct from, which might be the fucking problem. Just a thought. The whole, the whole thing where we need, to, we need to reclaim the lost working class vote by being a bunch of racist dickheads is just 
I mean, like, first and foremost, it's never going to fucking work because the Tories are always going to be more racist than Labour, like, will ever be. So why would the racists vote? Give them a chance. Why would they ever vote for diet racism when they can get the full fat stuff, like, just as easily? But... Listen, Keir Starmer is trying very, very hard. But aside from that, like... Whether it works or not, anyone who fucking entertains the idea, oh, we need to be more racist to get back in touch with the working class, is a fucking cunt. Because, like, you know, racism is not synonymous with the working class. Do you know what I mean? Just because, like, some fucking prick that gets interviewed in The Guardian goes, oh, well, I've been a Labour voter all my life, but they just weren't racist enough for me this time, so I voted Tory the last, like, 15 elections or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, fuck that guy. He's a cunt, right? He might be working class. But if, like, you know, if you're concerned that he's going to, like, him and people like him are going to sway the vote of the working class and you don't want that to happen, line them all up and I'll kill them all with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is the thing. They're not even... I'm sorry, David, but Jamie, I have to, I have to complain. That's not the most efficient way to kill them all. <laughs> you need a sickle <laughs> as well. Very satisfying. <sighs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> or, in, or in a rather large county, and then. <laughs> oh Jesus fucking Christ! <sighs> I'm gonna slightly, I'm gonna slightly paraphrase uh, Akala here and basically say that racism is not a working class thing. Racism is an upper class thing. Racism is some aristocrat with his fucking little skull measure doohickey, you know. It's, They're it's, called calipers. You're a caliper. <laughs> the problem is that the working class bit that they always talk about, it's 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 not working class. They're actually, it, there's a silent traditional before that. And the concept of traditional working class doesn't mean anything because all it means is that these people were at one point working class but are no longer. But they don't want to ever admit that people can actually change class and certain people don't want to stop being working class or whatever. Usually people who self-describe as working class are not fucking working class. If you spot that in a Twitter bio, they're not fucking working class, I can almost guarantee it. You're right, but I think you're maybe slightly misreading it. When I hear traditional working class, I hear a dog whistle for white. Yeah, obviously. Well, yeah, because those are the, because those are the white workers from like 30, 40 years ago who bought all the fucking houses and when you know they bought their council houses under fucking Thatcher and their property owners and then they've had loads of fucking money left over compared to usual so they were able to buy old properties and become fucking landlords and everything else. They're not fucking working class. No, 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 these are all the... It's a lie. These are all the fucking people that were in um, uh, Helen Piss's article, the the small business pizza tyrant and that, you know, maniac nurse who thought that 90... 3% 3% of the people being non-white was a terrible in- invasion and the plague, you know, as yeah. as Jamie people, said, they should be beaten with hammers. People who would be working class were working class, a genetic trait that was passed down, this, but it's not. This is the thing. The UK, the UK has an issue, right, where I assume because you lot never decapitated your aristocrats, working class does not be, does not refer to someone's material conditions. It refers to their sort of culture cultural, cultural background affect. which means yeah. that if you're from the yorkshire then you are working class unless you're the duke of yorkshire right someone summed this up pretty well on twitter pretty much what you're saying where actually we shouldn't re- we don't have a class system as such but we do have like a caste system and it's a much better way really of describing the way that it works in british culture 
But anyway, I don't want to get bogged down in the whole traditional working class culture war bullshit. That's for another time. There's too much there to unpack, and we've got we've got more Duffield crimes to get through. Yeah, we can dis- um, we can discuss your traditional working class roots at some point later, David. So just in the aftermath of the election, um, and I mean just in the aftermath, December the fourteenth, Rosie Duffield was happy to both not retweet but link to an article by Jonathan Friedland, oh. known pro-Labour commentator, um, titled, This is a repudiation of Corbynism. Labour needs to ditch the politics of the sect. Someone said, that was pretty bad of you, Rosie. Why would you do that? Rosie said, I didn't write this article or even agree with it. That's what Twitter is for, the sharing and discussion of ideas and opinions. We lost very badly, and that was not in any way the fault of a single one of our thousands of activists. Now, I'm just going to read you the first couple paragraphs of this hell article. Please do. All right, because obviously we didn't cover it because we were on holiday at the time. But let's. Why not fucking now? So, from the large mind of Jonathan Friedland. Large adult mind. Large adult <laughs> mind. Yes. The the. The subheader of uh, the article is a 1970s hard-left clique led the party into a dead end and it's the poor and vulnerable who will pay the price. (sighs) We can skip the first stage of grief. A result like this leaves no room for denial. Let's move instead to the next stage, anger. We can feel a deep and bitter fury at what five more years of Boris Johnson will mean, at what his government armed with such a mandate will do. It will allow him to pursue a hard Brexit that's the first concern, obviously, to cozy up to Donald Trump and to trample on our democratic norms and judicial restraints. All very, you know, pressing concerns for the poor. Um, It will risk the union, again. It will allow him to ignore the poorest. There we go, so the third sentence of risks. Like, that's, that's, that's where we get to. And most vulnerable, the children going to school hungry to abandon the people whose lives and communities have been made thin by a lost decade of austerity and shrunken services. A decade that will now stretch like a prison sentence to 15 years. Fuck fuck Jonathan Friedland now and forever. Yeah, well, you've got another paragraph in which to fuck him in. Um, We can be angry at the Tories for winning this election, but we must feel an equal rage for the people who let them do it. Must we now? Oh yes, we must, but guess who he thinks those people are? I am speaking of those who led the main party of opposition down a blind alley that ended in Labour's worst election performance since the 1930s. A performance that broke new records for failure. Look upon the scale of that collab. Shut up! Shut up! Yeah, yeah. I'll cut it off there because it is shite. I fucking don't freaking... I'd just like you to keep in mind, right, that she shared that article, but she didn't write it, so she's not responsible for it. Alright? Just keep that in the back of your mind just now. She's also done some terfery. Of course. All fucking course. Of Of course. Right? Okay, let's go. So, this this is a bit nasty, this one, right? But bear with me. So, CNN tweets, individuals with a cervix are now recommended to start cervical cancer screening at 25 and continue through age 65. Okay. Good tweet. Informative news. That's cool. That's fine. Piers Morgan. Yes. David, sorry, I, I miss. I miss her. Did you, did you say individuals with a cervix? Yes, I did. Yes. Individuals with a cervix. So people, yes. people who got a cervix. You know, I kind of, 
I, I, I feel like there's something about that phrase which is um is gonna I don't know. It just feels like I'm I'm picturing like a red flag waving in front of a bull right now. I can't can't quite figure well, out why. Yeah, there's there's definitely no fucking red flag waving at any point in this. Um, I regret to inform you that the bull is a turf. <laughs> <laughs> the person who took issue with this, um, first off, well, I say first off, loudest enough was Piers Morgan, who quote tweeted it and said, "Do you mean women?" Which Rosie Duffield then liked, which someone then clocked and said, add to the list of reasons Rosie Duffield needs booting, she's a transphobe too. And then Rosie Duffield asked the question, I'm a, quotes, transphobe for knowing that only women have a cervix to which she was ratioed pretty fucking hard. Um, although it looks as if it's fucking recovered because obviously the, the TERF crew have been doing their work. Um... But a lot of people in the comments, about 376 comments, and about 372 of them are the word yes. Oh, God, of course. It's just... Yeah. Uh, so since then... Is, do they, do these people just fucking come out of some kind of fucking factory where it's all just the same cultural bullshit, turfy uh, it's, bullshit? Um, sorry, the, the, the factory's called Mumsnet, Rob. Oh, yeah. Mm. It's also um, called uh, the Church of England. Well, now, um, hey, that's, that's news. Carry on, David. <laughs> yep. Justin Welby, the Archbishop of Canterbury, has come out to bat for her, decrying the trolls in a, in a very Mike Gapes-esque fucking tweet. To be honest, um, he's the Archbishop of Canterbury. <laughs> <laughs> another, another notable person who's come out to, to support her um, is Jess Phillips. I mean, obviously... Yeah, so well, the, the Jess Phillips bit's funny, right? Because um, previously Rosie Duffield has um, come out with Jess Phillips is not a transphobe, and now Jess Phillips is coming out with Rosie Duffield is not a transphobe. So they're effectively just vouching for each other, even though there are receipts on both sides. So, I mean, hmm. she done a retweet, a Spectator article. Oh, stop. No, I don't want to talk about <laughs> Rosie Duffield anymore. <laughs> Tough. Tough. No, turf, David, turf. You, you've got to... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rosie Duffield and the War on Women. The article is titled, It's by one Debbie Hayton, who I have never heard, but she sure is Hayton. Um, so the article begins. I'm not going to do a full read-through. I've just I've got some excerpts for you, so I'm not going to subject you to a full specy read-through. So no, don't please worry. don't. It's summer, but the war on women continues. Well, why does, what? Does. Why does that matter? It's setting the scene, right? You need to set the scene when you tell a fabricated fictional story. Otherwise, yeah. people won't believe it. And, like, I mean, I know we're, we're you know, speaking as, as an all-male podcast crew today. Um, it's uh, summer, which is kind yeah. of... <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> sorry, 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 sorry. You know, it's just, it's kind of hard to have a war in summer. And like, it's just kind of hot and sweaty, and I just kind of want to not do that right I'll, now. I'm, I'm going to say this, right, but historical context shows us it's harder to have one in winter. Right, Napoleon. Okay. I, 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 was, I was winding up to make a joke about us all having balls, but, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't find a way to do it because we quickly veered into the fucking logistics of summer versus winter warfare. So, sorry, <laughs> Rob, I wasn't actually meaning to make you feel like a dick from this <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, you know, it's cool. Like, sorry. Right. It's summer, but the war on women continues. No. The latest person... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. 
palate. <laughs> oh. oh, Christ. Right. Okay. Do you know what? I'll take. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Right, Jamie. I, I do not know why that got me so bad, but fucking hell, Jamie. That was good. That was very, very good. Anyway. Timing <clears throat> is everything. So, the latest person to fall victim to the transgender thought police is Labour MP Rosie Duffield, after she liked a tweet by Piers Morgan where he harumphed CNN's reference to, quote, individuals with a cervix. How does one join the transgender thought police? Cause I that- just want to have... Oh, God. It's how much fucking catastrophic brain damage do you have to have to fucking get... Just to write for the spectator. It's just... It's just, It's not just that the contents are so shy. It's just such bad fucking writing. Jesus Christ. I mean, I, I don't really know how the transgender thought police really works because surely you've just got the... So, to Let's join run the this shit into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so, so to join the transgender thought police, is it you just join the thought police and then you become transgender, or rather you you come out as transgender, or do you have to be transgender before you can join the transgender thought police? Like this is, the order operations really matters on this. I think. No, I what I what because I, I was listening to the to the last episode of you guys related to uh, Starship Troopers, and now I'm imagining the the ad from Starship Troopers for the mobile infantry, where it's like Jess Phillips and Rosie Duffield and all these other cunts doing like I'm doing my part, you know, <laughs> join the transgender thought police today. Why would they join the transgender thought police? They hate the transgender thought police. They're the victims of the transgender thought police. I don't know. They're, they're, they're thought police who are oppressing the transgenders. That's that's That makes perfect sense, you know? Oh, you think that's where the article's going? Yeah, maybe that is it, actually. Maybe, it's, oh. maybe they're wanting to establish a thought police, right, whose job it is, is to keep the unruly natives, a.k.a. the transgenders, in, in line, right? That's That's, that's, that's just the spectator. Yeah, I, I'm going to disappoint you um, and continue on with this. So I'll, I'll disappoint you in two fronts by both reading more of The Spectator and showing you why that's not the case. Um, Morgan is a man, of course, so he escaped censure. But Duffield was not so lucky. This modern witch hunt tends to target women, specifically those who have the audacity to reclaim the word woman to describe their sex. The audacity. Who are, yeah, so, who is this being reclaimed from again? Just as a just give me a small reminder. The transgender thought police stole okay. the word. They 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 went into the the archive of words and they stole it. Do you think bef- before they let you have a job writing for the Spectator, you have to be thrown out of a buffet for trying to measure people's skulls with a salad top? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of hope so. Do you know, I've often thought the name The Spectator is very interesting for a paper, right? Because all The Spectator does is they watch. They just they hang back and they watch. It's not like they're involved. It's not like they're participating. They just watch and observe. It's not like they're actually involved in the fucking that's going on. They're just kind of, they're there. They're watching the fucking take place, you know? Um, yeah, it's kind oh, of there's, there's no involvement. Yeah. yeah, there's no involvement between the spectators, the, uh, higher-ups, and any members of government at all, yeah. Yeah, they're just standing back and watching their, their country get fucked. They are, it's, it's basically, the paper might as well be called The Cuck. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
to get just to tie this off, right? I'm just gonna this this is the new normal, right, for a Labour MP. This this is what we should be expecting from Labour MPs now. Doubling down. Um just absolute bile from them towards anyone on the left. Even those in their constituencies are talking about the people in their constituencies. Um in the meantime, can I read you something just to, as a, as a palate cleanser, if you will? I I highly doubt this is going to cleanse anything. Oh no, you won't. But uh, uh, this is this is the uh, uh, the blurb for a for a groundbreaking new book that's about to to come out in September, and uh, I think we're this, all going to. Be... This had better be fucking good. <laughs> Across the world, liberal values are under attack. In this groundbreaking new book, Ian Dunt tells the epic story of liberalism, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's a rallying cry for freedom and reason in an age of tribalism. Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> I, feel, I, I feel like my colon has been sufficiently cleansed by that. <laughs> 480 pages of how to be a liberal. Jesus Christ. That's apparently what it's called. Fuck me. No, no more. Please, no more. I'll read you more spectator if you keep that. Up. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Right. Now that we've covered the um, most prominent shite Labour MP that there is at the moment, will we... That's still a big we take contest, this full circle? It is a big contest, yeah, but, like, she's the clear front She's, she's high up on the list here. Yeah. How about comment or commentary? Yeah. From Yay. one nightmare to another. Yeah, I thought you'd all like that. Everyone loves that. These are like short nightmares. They're the they're YouTube yeah. clip nightmares. Little little bite sized nightmares. They're they're waking nightmares. They're, you know, they, you just get them in little vivid daytime hallucinations. That's it. Yeah, the the, the little spectre that you see at the corner of your eye. That's exactly. I'm it. ready. I'm ready for this. Despite the potential for additional local lockdowns in our winter second wave. There's precious little evidence that ministers are preparing for what's coming. Enough. Now is the time to fix problems and drive down cases. The priority must be reopening schools for the new term. Young people can't afford another damaging U-turn like the one made by the Education Secretary. The government must set out a clear plan this time, not just hope for the best. If that means making hard decisions elsewhere, so be it. To govern is to choose. Oh, God. I... Oh... I think I may actually know who this I'm, is. And where I, it's, I'm where it's really written. hoping. I'm really hoping that this turns out to be like a Labour MP has written this. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is either commentary at or BBC News comments, but I'm going See, to go with commentary at. See, I was I leaning, think I was leaning towards comment. I, I think I think this may be Keir Starmer in the Guardian. I'm gonna I'm Do gonna you? say commentary at because dare to dream. <laughs> that was Keir Starmer and the Guardian. Fucking hell! <laughs> yes. For the ultimate fucking irony, to govern is to choose. I <laughs> as soon as I'd seen it, I I couldn't. I, like I genuinely thought this is so inane and it's so focused on, like it's it's sort of calling out the government, but also kind of taking it aside and like yeah, no Keir Starmer one hundred percent. Yeah, it was, it, was, a... it was absolutely it was prime Keith because I've forgotten every single word of what it said already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit. <laughs> Oh, right, let's have another one. This Tories bad socialist good narrative is really getting tiresome. Both ideologies have some merit. What if they combine and become an all-conquering political force? A sort of halfway house, 
like the Lib Dems. Is this Keith Starmer in the Comment Guardian? Commentary. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go comment again. I think this is. I think this is a. This is a comment. Is this is this comment suggesting some sort of national socialism? Is this where it's going? <laughs> because if so, uh, I'm going to say comment Quillette. Like I'm, I'm thinking it's more like um, it's saying that together we're stronger. That we should all unite around a central force, essentially. That. Um, so, so you are saying it's Keel Starmer again. <laughs> I want to make a better together joke here, David, but I don't have the heart to do that to you. <laughs> oh, uh, that one was... I didn't choose, but comment. Cool. That one was a comment in The Guardian. Because, of course, where else would they advocate for something in the middle ground between Labour and the Tories? But the home of the No, SDP. no, they, they advocate for something in the middle between socialism and the Tories. That racial bullying has been a problem in some schools appears clear. It should be unequivocally condemned, as should all bullying. The pendulum of prejudice, however, is now moving in the opposite direction. The new racism Here we fucking is go. anti-racism. <laughs> oh, right. That Whoa, is beautiful. That's very powerful. <laughs> that, is, that is beautiful writing. But you're like, you, you know, it's like jazz. You know how in jazz, they all like the really pretentious people say, it's about the notes that aren't played. It's about the notes you're expecting that don't happen. Because <laughs> like, I'm, I'm listening to that and I'm going... You know, yeah, I'm with you for the first sentence, but I can feel the but coming. Yeah. I can feel it. it's going to be, you know, I'm not racist, but, right, that there's that but there. But instead it's not, it's however, the pendulum. And I'm like, oh, that's, mwah, chef's kiss. So well done. <laughs> that is a master at their craft. That is pure improvisational wonk jazz. Um, <laughs> other racist commentary. Since James, yeah, commentariat. Since James thinks this is a master of the craft, I'm going to say commentariat, Brendan O'Neill. <laughs> Ooh, spicy. First time he's ever been that highly complimented. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Jamie? Commentariat. It was commentariat. That was Chris McGovern in Conservative Women. <laughs> hey, you went to my favourite stomping ground. <laughs> Welcome back from your holiday, Rob. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Common sense tells us it's not the cafes and restaurants, but encouraging people to disregard social distancing by wearing masks that's causing rises in infection. For fuck's sake. I... Okay. One, wait, I'm not finished. Not finished. Once they are shut, cases will continue to rise, so it will be night curfew next, and then full lockdown. Social distancing works, but masks increase risk. Don't believe me? Ask the World Health Organization. Comment or commentary. Ooh, that's a challenge because it would change depending on which sides of the which side of the pond, the Atlantic, you've taken that from. Mm. Mm. It sounds like something from the Daily Mail. It sounds like commentary or the Daily Express. To be fair, there are there are risks associated with masks. I mean, I went out wearing my mask. And the neighbours thought the honey monster was going to rob a stagecoach and <laughs> called the penguins. <laughs> I'm going to say this is a comment on 5G causes lead poisoning dot com. <laughs> and that's a good thing. Lead never hurt anyone. Ah, <laughs> uh, God, I genuinely don't know. I'm looking at my dice I've got on the table longingly for the option, the, the sucker of not having to choose. Um, to govern is to choose. 
Okay. I'm going to go with Omen. Okay. Rob? I think it's Commentariat. Jimmy? Uh, comment. Okay. That was a comment Whew. on the BBC News website. Nice. But if it had been, like, if you'd taken from the USA, I'd have been like, that could be Commentariat. That's oh, yeah, the, yeah, for that's sure. That's the yeah. terrifying thing about it. It's, it's full on American culture war shit. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. Um, right, final one. I cannot claim to have benefited from my diminutive stature when it comes to COVID. I caught it back in March and was laid up in bed for a week. My wife was convinced it was man flu and told me to grow up. Not the most tactful thing you can say to a man with my psychological issues. So but it's I suppose totally I sh- young and a spectator, right? But I suppose I should be grateful that she didn't think I was genuinely ill, since a lack of evolutionary fitness is another shortcoming that people have traditionally associated with small men. Comment or commentary at. Is this some kind of right-wing Oompa Loompa? What, is, <laughs> what, the fuck, what the fuck is going on? Where have you gone, David? What is this? Desperately Googling short right-wing journalists. <laughs> yeah, like, You'll be there a while. I've got a big, I've got a big fucking smile on my face. Uh commentariat. I'm also going cool. to say commentariat. Uh, I'm going to say commentariat. If, if it's a tiny man, and if if he's if if he's writing about if he is writing about his wife and that his wife is telling me he's a prick, it could be Toby Young. Commentariat, yeah. Okay, it's commentariat. Go on, and it's Ben. It's not. It's not Ben Shapiro. It's Toby Young. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what, David? Thank you. Like a fledgling pushed out of a nest and forced to fly on its own wings, I come to understand that I'm better than statistical average at this game. Because <laughs> that's the oh. best round of common commentary I've ever had, and I didn't roll dice for it. <laughs> oh, However, I will yeah. go next time. I will go back to rolling dice just to continue to prove my point. Right, okay. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't resist that Toby Young one. That actually came from an article in The Telegraph um, all about how short he is because Toby Young can't write articles without completely fucking owning himself. That's what gave it away. It was the second it was like mentioning his wife and stature. I was like, nah, it's Toby Young. It's got to be Toby <laughs> yeah. Young. There's no yeah. one else is just like... Is he very short? He is five foot eight and a half, as he exclaims in the article. That's, <laughs> That's the thing. It's not particularly short, no. but psychologically, it's not. It's half an inch shorter than the average. Yeah, psychologically and intellectually, he's a fucking pygmy. So you know, he addresses this thoroughly in the article. He's aware of this. This is the. It's fucking maddening. Like it is full on. Yeah, it's a Toby Young article. Yeah, like. Oh, Do you know this is yeah. making me reassess? You know, he got sake. that. It was him who got the article put in the paper by his wife about how sex with him was a chore and stuff, right? Yeah, no, yeah. that was Michael. Yeah, Gove. that was Gove. Was it Michael Gove? Oh, oh yeah, no, his his wife put a piece. I want to say in the Spectator about how having to be locked up with Toby Young was one of the worst fucking experiences. Oh yeah, of, yeah, yeah, of yeah. There, there was yes. yeah, there was an article in which Toby Young's wife um, owned him for him. Um, but no, the, the 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 terrible sex one was uh, was uh, vain. Well, talking about Michael Gove. Fortunately, Rob, you've just resurrected my point there. Because, like, uh, do you think do you think it's a kink for him? Do you think he's just off gets off yes, on public humiliation? I think that the 
I'm very, ex- I'm very excited for us delve. to suddenly do horny on the pod, though. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think the last thing we will delve. I mean, we've already fucking touched on that hell blog from Russ and Cheshire, so we won't go any further into what Toby Young's kinks might be. Do you think Please. Toby Young talks to his wife like Russ? No. From- Good night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, on that note, let's leave it there. Yeah, let's let's please leave it there. <laughs> let's leave everything. Leave it all behind. See you later. Bye. Yeah. See you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.